0: Good morning. good morning welcome to St. Paul's for our confirmation service in spring of 2023 some voices are just immediately recognizable you know them right away when you hear them think of Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones or Sean Connery so many people know them but today we hear about the most important voice and you know it well our confirmants know it very well too It's the voice of our Good Shepherd. On this Good Shepherd Sunday, we give thanks for all of his work in the hearts of these students and look forward to see how he leads them through the rest of their life to eternal life. We'll begin our service this morning by singing our opening hymn, 551.
1: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord who searches earnestly for his sheep and rejoices to bring them back, he invites us to confess our sins and receive his forgiveness. Lord of all, we confess that we were born outside of your flock. We were harassed and helpless in our sins. We have closed our ears to your voice. Look for greener pastures than what you provide, and lingered by the prowling lion. We deserve to be devoured and destroyed. Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has come to save you. He calls you by name. He calls you his own. He lays down his life and took it back up again for you. He has given you eternal life. You shall never perish. No one can snatch you out of his hand. And as a called servant of Christ and by his authority alone, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, you are the good shepherd who laid down your life for the sheep. Lead us now to the still waters of your life-giving word, that we may abide in your Father's house forevermore. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. First lesson from Acts chapter 2. There's particular encouragement, especially for you confirmants today. Stay in the Word and practice it together. We read, And enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The word of the Lord. Continue with the anthem. second lesson expands on walking through that valley of the shadow of death from 1st Peter chapter 2. Stay in Christ together and as he was willing to suffer for your eternal salvation be willing to suffer to hang on to the salvation he won for you. Peter writes for it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they're conscious of God But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The word of the Lord. from John chapter 10, another emphasis and encouragement for you to stay on guard and to stay with the one gate, Jesus Christ. We read, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Please be seated.
0: mercy and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, your good shepherd. Amen. God's word we consider in our sermon today, the first lesson from Acts 2, let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today is a pretty big day the invitations went out family has gathered from long distances away you've been preparing for this for two years in your confirmation classes but even more through your personal Bible reading through devotions with your family through Sunday school, Christian day school, so many things have been preparing you for this big day today. And then there's the white robes that you wear, reminding you that you're clothed not in your own righteousness, but in Christ's, holy in God's sight through faith in Jesus. The flowers are a beautiful touch, The special music today. Today is a big day. After many big days, big milestone days in life, there's a big letdown. There's been so much buildup to it. And after big days, people tend to go on to other things. Make new friends. Get it wrapped up in other activities. Move on to the next stage of life. Today, your good shepherd... Encourages you, wants you to focus on what happens not just today, but after the big day. Because this lesson from Acts chapter 2 describes what happened after the big day of Pentecost. Huge day. Many thousands of people had gathered. There was the sound of a violent wind. There was what seemed to be tongues of fire resting on the disciples' heads. Those disciples who had never learned all these different languages were able to speak them clearly, declaring the wonders of God in other languages. Peter preached a stirring sermon, and 3,000 people repented and were baptized on that big, big day of Pentecost. But now, just like those believers in the early Christian church, your good shepherd, who came that you might have life to the full He urges you, stay together after the big day. Devoted to your shepherd's voice, selfless with your shepherd's gifts, and also gladdened by your shepherd's blessing. Those early Christians sure were devoted to their shepherd's voice. Luke says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. This was not just talking about the apostles' opinions, their personality. No, this was the apostles' teaching that they had gotten from Jesus. Jesus, their teacher, had led them in his teaching for three years. He commissioned them to go out and make disciples of all nations with that teaching, teaching them to obey everything he had commanded them. And then on Pentecost, he poured out his Holy Spirit to remind them of everything he had taught them. No wonder Paul said that you are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. The apostles' teaching is the voice of your good shepherd. and What a great voice that is. That voice brings you truth amid doubt and confusion. That voice brings you forgiveness in guilt. That voice brings you Together, that voice brings you life and light and guidance in any situation that comes your way in life. So that's why they and you too devote yourselves to the apostles' teaching, but also to the fellowship. The word fellowship we know means unity or togetherness. There's so many different kinds of unity that people look for. There's unity in skin color, unity in social status, unity in what sports team you cheer for, unity in whatever your last name happens to be. But there is no unity so enduring and deep as this fellowship that Jesus' sheep have. This unity is what brought you together with God again and together with each other when sin had ripped everything apart. This unity is formed by the Holy Spirit as He uses Jesus' voice in the gospel to bring you back together with God and each other. That's something worth devoting yourselves to. That's why God's Word in the rest of the New Testament says, let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let your shepherd's voice dwell richly among you. Where should we devote ourselves to our shepherd's voice? At church or at home? The answer is yes. That's what Jesus' sheep in the early Christian church did too. They gathered daily in the temple courts. They gathered in their homes as well. Devoted to their shepherd's voice and the fellowship. Oftentimes when people hear the word fellowship, they think, oh, that's a bunch of rules about what we shouldn't do with certain people in certain circumstances. And I guess that's one side of it, but this is the positive side of it, the side we want to think of first, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, gathered together, celebrated that fellowship with each other in their good shepherd. If they were eager to gather together around their shepherd's voice every day. How could any sheep of Jesus find it a burden or a bother to gather once a week around his voice and listen to him? They devoted themselves to the fellowship and also to the breaking of bread. That could mean different things, but in this context of worship and hearing Jesus' voice, how could we not view it as including communion? That's what our good shepherd instituted when when he took bread and broke it and gave it to them. He gave it to his disciples saying, do this. He gave thanks. So that's what Jesus' sheep do. They gather together to listen to his voice as he says, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Take and drink. This is my blood shed for you. For your forgiveness Your fellowship. They also devoted themselves to prayer, perhaps a better translation to the prayers, meaning specific ones, like the Lord's Prayer and other prayers that they used in the early Christian church. But since every Christian prayer is spoken with the attitude, Your will be done, all of our prayers are really an, an, an echo of our good shepherd's voice. They devoted themselves to their shepherd's voice. That's what we will do too. What is devotion though? How could we think of that? I know some of you uh, have animals and pets and love taking care of them. Uh, Devotion is like owning animals. Every day you've got to feed them, make sure they've got enough water. Regularly you have to check and make sure that their tank is clean or the, the fence is all together, no open gates, that their cage is, is, is together right. If the animal gets sick, you got to set up an appointment with the vet and make sure it gets the medicine it needs. And with owning pets and animals, sometimes the unexpected happens. They get off their leash, and you're chasing all around the countryside to find them. Now, it might not happen right away, but if you give up in your devotion to watching your animal... Eventually, that animal will get lost, sick, die. Devotion is what those early Christians had to their shepherd's voice, and us too. It's regular attention. It's focus. It's always listening to his voice. Yet, what's at stake if we give up in that devotion? Far more than just losing a pet It might not happen right away, but everyone who neglects their shepherd's voice and continues to give up on devotion to him, find yourself led away and lost, stolen, swallowed up in death forever. As you listen to your shepherd's voice today, you can't help but hear his devotion to you. He says he knows you each by name. That means he gets you. He knows all of your weaknesses, all of the ways that you've strayed, all of your sins, and still, he laid down his life for you and took it back up again. He called you by name in your baptism, made you God's own child. He leads you in paths of his righteousness. As you listen to his voice, he unfolds how, for the commands that you broke, All of them, he kept every single one in your place, leading you in his righteousness. He restores your soul with his voice. He gives you eternal life, and no one can pluck you out of his hand. Your Savior's devotion to you is boundless and endless. So stay together after the big day. Stay together devoted to your shepherd's voice but also selfless with your shepherd's gifts. On confirmation, confirmands usually get gifts. It might be a confirmation Bible or a hymnal, prayer books, devotions, artwork that reminds you of your great good shepherd. Maybe a special meal or a card with a, a sizable check in it. But no matter who signed their name at the bottom of that card, all those gifts ultimately come From your good shepherd. Everything you have in life is from him. And he uses you and others to provide for those who are in their need. That's what happened in the early Christian church. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. There are so many people in need widows and orphans, the sick and the disabled, those in advanced age, those who are really young, so many different people who are in need. But just like a sheep that's grazing in lush, thick grass, acre after acre, as far as the eye can see, they don't need to be worried about running out. Neither do we. Neither do any of God's sheep. He's our good shepherd. We lack nothing. We shall never be in want. So our Good Shepherd uses people like us and others to supply the needs of those who are, in, who are in want. He can use his representatives in government as they do good to those in their country by giving assistance with things like shelter and clothing. Our Good Shepherd uses families, first and foremost, to provide for those who are in need, but also all of his sheep in the church. So a man like Barnabas went and sold some of his property, a field that he owned, gave that money to the apostles, distributed it to anyone who has need. Anyone who is a part of the good shepherd's flock will freely part with possessions to help those in need. Anyone who shares in this fellowship will gladly share with others who are in need. And what is the greatest need? The greatest need is people who are spiritually bankrupt, hearing about Jesus, who gives them all the riches of the heavenly realms, will gladly join together to support that need and that cause. So stay together after the big day, selfless with your shepherd's gifts, but also gladdened by his blessing. There's just something amazing about a good piece of art. When I look at this, picture of our Good Shepherd up there. If you get a chance sometime, take a closer look at it. All the different colors and the shades that are in there, the different textures and the different details in it, the different sizes of glass cut and then fit together just right so that when you step back, it comes to life and it looks awesome. As people in Jerusalem, at the time of the early Christian church, as they stepped back and looked at Jesus' sheep, they said, how awesome! They could see God's hand in that. And so that's what happened. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. They would bring People would bring their sick, and even if one of the apostles' shadows fell on one of those people, they would be healed. The lame was given the ability to walk and leap and praise God. The dead were raised to life. Demons were driven out, so many wonders and signs done by the apostles. Yet God still does wondrous things, miracles among his flock today. Those who were dead in their sins and trespasses brought back to life. Those who were blind to God's grace can see it. In Christ. Those who were in alliance with the devil, in hostility against God, now serving in harmony with him. Amazing miracle. And it shows. Jesus' sheep look different than the rest of the world. Those who were selfish by nature, now selfless with their shepherd's gifts. Those who were scattered, brought together by their good shepherd. People notice the early Christians ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Others could see something was different. And as they watched and listened, and the Good Shepherd's voice was brought to them, more sheep entering the Good Shepherd's flock more added to their number. What blessing. So often as we go through life, we'll see that too. Stay together, gladdened by your shepherd's blessing. This is a beautiful snapshot of the early Christian church, but that peaceful picture, uh, that serene snapshot, didn't last for too long. As you read through the rest of the book of Acts, So many of Jesus' sheep put on trial, arrested, imprisoned, flogged, persecuted, even put to death as followers of Jesus. That's why it's all the more important to stay together. These times when we gather around our Savior's voice strengthen us for what we face out in the world. And even for that day, someday, we're called on give up our life as a follower of Jesus. Stay together after the big day. Your good shepherd will be with you and bring you safely to the pastures of heaven. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. The congregation may be seated. Conformants, please remain standing. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord Jesus said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In obedience to the Lord's command, you have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have been taught the precious truths of the Christian faith, as confessed by the Lutheran Church. You know what God has given you by his grace and what he expects of you as his dear child. You will now have the privilege of receiving the Lord's body and blood in the sacrament of Holy Communion. You are also here to make a public profession of your Christian faith, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge that in your baptism God gave you the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation? If so, answer, I do. do you believe that all of the books of the Bible are the inspired word of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? If so, answer, I do. I do. Do you believe that the teaching of the Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it from the catechism, is faithful and true to the word of God? If so, answer, I do. I do. do you intend to remain faithful to God's word and to endure all things, even death, rather than fall away from it? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me.
2: I do, and I ask God to help me.
0: Do you intend to remain faithful to your Savior by hearing and learning his word often and regularly gathering with your congregation for communion and encouragement? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me.
2: I do, and I ask God to help me.
0: Do you intend to live in your baptism each day, looking upon your sin in sorrow and looking to your Savior in faith, as a washed and renewed child of God? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. I do,
2: and I ask God to help me.
0: Upon this, your profession and promise, I invite and welcome you, confirmands, as members of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod and of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, to share with us in the sacrament of communion, to continue in our mission of growing in Christ and going in Christ, and to use the gifts your Savior has given you to his glory among us and wherever you go. Parents, as your child's name is called, we ask that you, uh, the parents, as well as any sponsors, godparents, godparents that are here today, stand and be recognized for the part that you have had in reminding these young people of their baptisms, raising them in the Christian faith, and to show your godly support for them in the future. Gretchen Ava Anderson, may the God of peace fill you with all joy in believing. Gretchen, I have sure appreciated having you in catechism class the last couple years, and even knowing you before that, too. I know life can sometimes seem a little bit overwhelming, but yesterday went great. You did a great job with the memory work. I know sometimes it can help uh, to, to journal, to write things down. I know that you really enjoy doing that. But as you you journal, you can always take the greatest joy knowing that by Jesus' blood, your name is in God's book, the book of eternal life. And in him, you find your courage and your strength everywhere you go. Your passage from Psalm 94, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Everly Alice Byrd, may God who began a good work in you bring it to completion at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everly, you have been so responsible and dedicated in, in your classwork the last couple of years, and even helpful toward others around you. Uh, you're also very athletic, uh, and uh, I'm excited for uh, what's, what's coming next in your life, too. Um, But as you have gone through and correcting your papers, so much of that is right, right on, you know where your righteousness comes from. It comes from Christ and through faith in him. So your passage from Psalm 55, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Faith Mary Marone, may our Lord Jesus, the Good Shepherd, equip you with everything good for doing His will. Last but not least, Faith, huh? Not last in line here, but the youngest in your family, um, you are great in your service. I have noticed uh, over my years here, you're always helping. You're helping with so many things around school, you're helping with the little kids, you're helping your parents. You're helping others, and that is amazing that God has worked that in you. Also, love watching your jump serves in volleyball and your vicious blocks in basketball. Just beautiful. I can still see this one out at Trinity Keel where you just block. It was great. <laughs> so, as you continue to serve your Savior, you know that that's never in vain, and that's what your passage says as well. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Veda Louette Osterman, May God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit The spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification, and the fear of God. Veda, you are a hard worker. I notice that you are persistent with things, and even if you don't catch on at first, you go back and you study it more. Constantly working hard, and I see that out with the shot put too. Love coaching you in that this year. Another thing, Veda, I see a smile on your face almost all the time, whenever I pass you in the hallway. And you can keep smiling the rest of your life because the Lord is guiding you in his word. You stay on that path that he lays out for you in his word. Your passage is from Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Brox, Aaron Romanowski, I've got to raise my hand a little higher for you. (laughs) May God's word ever be a lamp to your feet and a light for your path. Brox, as we often see from 7th to 8th grade, kind of a light bulb turns on. And I noticed that with with you at the beginning of your 8th grade year. And you worked so hard learning all the memory work. And I appreciate all your faithfulness with that. Um, One other thing about you, Brox, you are strong. And I see that as you're getting taller and bigger, I know you're looking forward to playing football uh, this, this, later this year too, um, but you also know where your strength comes from. It comes from your Lord, your Savior, who is your shield and your defense. And so your passage from Exodus 15 to the Lord is my strength and my defense, he has become my salvation. Caleb Joseph Walliser, may the God of peace set you apart completely and may you be preserved in faith until Christ Jesus returns again in glory. Caleb, you are a great athlete. Love watching how fast you are out on the soccer field and on the basketball court. The Lord has just given you the ability to move. You're a hard worker, too, and humble. When those things go together, that, you can tell, is a sheep of our good shepherd. Uh, and so that humility mixed with that hard work, but God's word reminds you that no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you do, your salvation isn't because of your work. It's all God's work and his grace for you. Your passage from Ephesians chapter 2, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. this time, we invite the congregation to stand for the words of institution. And let us pray. Holy Spirit, graciously keep our young confirmants in the faith that you have worked within them in Jesus Christ, our good shepherd. It is by his faithfulness that we are saved. Help us all to be faithful to him, following him in repentant faith, even to the point of death that we may receive the crown of life obtained by his righteousness for us. Jesus, Lord of the Church, please give wisdom and clarity to Pastor Miller as he deliberates his call to serve at St. Paul's in North Mankato, Minnesota. Bless the ministry there and here, that many more souls won by you may trust in you and follow you through this life to the glory that you now enjoy. And we join together to pray in our Savior's name. Our Father, who art in heaven. may be seated for the communion distribution. If you're visiting with us today, please do make note of our practice of close communion as it's outlined on the screen and also in the bulletins.